Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. So excited, always, always, always um, on Tuesdays to be here with you live. It is the joy of my week to get to speak to you guys, to know that you're out there because you email me, you uh, reach out to me on social media, you call me. I love that. That's my favorite time is to connect to you, my listeners, knowing that I'm helping make a difference in your lives and in your businesses. And today I have two amazing, amazing people on the show with me today. One I've known for a long, long time, and we we connect off and on, but, you know, she's just somebody that's always in my heart. And her co-author I never met until today, and I'm, like, always shocked that some people don't know each other because I'm like, how could I not have known you before? It makes no sense to me. And the two of them are going to talk to us today about LinkedIn. Um, Lori Ruff is known as the LinkedIn diva. I think she's number nine on on LinkedIn as uh, a person out there, number nine ranked as the most popular, most known person on LinkedIn. She's a legend in the world of marketing and networking, both online and offline. Um, Joe Frankie the third. As a West Point grad, 30 years in the Army, and thanking him so much for his service. And now he puts those skills he learned in the Army to use helping vets and executives connect so that they can be their fullest success. So, um, Lori, Joe, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here, Laura, and so good to hear your voice again. Yeah, so great to hear thank yours, you. and and Joe, welcome for the to the show as well. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's an honor to be here, and uh, look forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it today, and I, there it, today's a big day on a lot of levels for for both of you. Um, it's the launch of your newest book, the Five Minute Drill for Networking Success on on LinkedIn, and. I, I love this book. I thank you for letting me have an advanced copy of it. I, I don't even want to ask you what you guys thought of my LinkedIn profile because I'm embarrassed after having read your book. <laughs> I didn't look at it. I, I promise you. I just I, I, I just sent you. And, and as a matter of fact, I sent you. we sent you the PDF version before it even went to print layout. So um, I, I think, or, or it was the first print layout, and it was so, it was so, uh, wretched because I had a, uh, in, a UTI and was at, in the hospital um, shortly before that. So it was one of those things where I saw it after the fact and I thought, is that what I did? And surely some gremlin must have come in and done that. <laughs> so that's part of the process of putting a book together. That's why we have publishers and editors that look it all over and make it look great for when it goes out there into the world officially. It. I thought I have the PDF copy. I thought it's great. I learned so much from the two of you from reading this book, the five-minute drill. But I, I think we have to step back a little bit, right? Because Lori, you are so known as the LinkedIn diva, rocking the world with you know 
online presence and building all that. I think you have eight books out now, if not more. I have eight books written and um, six, this makes, I think this makes the sixth one published. Um, okay. I can, um, I can check. Okay, but either way, that's a lot. Page. Yeah, <laughs> it's Amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Lori Ruff. If anyone wants to go check the record, um, there's one published that's not on Amazon. So, uh, but yeah, that's, it's, it's out there somewhere. Okay, and and Joe, this is the first book that you put together. It is. Okay. It, well, it, it it has been it has been a learning experience. There is something about the process of publishing, isn't there? <laughs> there is. There, well, it's is. funny because you know it, I'm I'm so, I can't help myself. I'm sorry. I, I there's there's. There's something there's something about writing, right? And there's so many people that want to write a book, and I, I wish that that they would, because it's like getting a college degree. You know, you you write, or you um, you you write, and you 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 say, well, I, I'd like to write a book, and then people have that idea, but they never do anything about it, you know, and and then some people start to write ideas down. And never do anything about it. And then some people start to write, um, and then some people actually write articles, or they write short stories, or they write, and they'll self-publish. And that's like getting a, a community college degree or two-year college degree. Um, and then there's then there's the um, uh, there are four-year college degree, I guess, at that point. Because once you self-publish, my God, that's so much work. I mean, I've done that too, and. Um, and then there's going um, and and publishing with a publishing house, and the things that you learn. That that's the stuff that you learn that you didn't know that you didn't know. Um, and then when you publish with an entrepreneurial publisher like Morgan James, that really teaches you how to be an author and market your book. And they have a, um, a marketing mastermind with you, and they hold conferences and they literally, I mean, you meet the publishers and and they walk you through the process and walk you through everything you probably do to be successful. It's it's like you, you've got a PhD in how to publish your book and make it successful. And if you, if you aren't successful, it's on you because they give you all the tools and then some to do so. Okay, so that's a perfect lead-in, right? And give a shout-out to David Hancock and the folks at Morgan James. I had David on a few weeks back. Uh, he's, As you know, he's my publisher as well. So shout-out to David Hancock and the crew at Morgan James. But it's a perfect lead-in, what you just said. If you're not successful, it's on you if you're given all the tools at your hand. And I feel like the five-minute drill really puts the tools in the hands of somebody to use LinkedIn to help them build their network and build their brand and take their word out into the world. And um, Joe, you know, you wrote, you and Lori wrote this book together. What ex- for those of my listeners who really don't know what LinkedIn is, and believe me, I was just talking to a friend the other day, and she's retired now, and she had, she's like, well. Why do you need LinkedIn? I just don't understand why you need LinkedIn. What is LinkedIn, and why should my listeners care about it? Joe, you want to take that one? 
Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the largest professional networking um, methodology, you know, on the planet. And um, uh, I do a lot of coaching on LinkedIn. And if you ever told me that I would end up with international clients, I would have told you you were crazy. And that just happened through uh, the networking with other people. And so uh, the way that you can do the coaching is much like the way that we're doing this radio show. In other words, uh, Lori's in one place, I'm in one place, you're in another, and, you know, we're putting this show together. And so the ability to coach and communicate with people, you know, anywhere on the planet, you know, uh, is, is, is available today. And so LinkedIn uh, gives you the planet, I mean, gives you the ability to connect with other people that, one, you either need to in order to do business with you or you want to because you have mutual interests or you can uh, people that you want to learn uh, from. And uh, a lot of people will say, well, Joe, you know, how do you do that? And I said, well, take your best set of manners that your grandmother uh, taught you and reach out to somebody. And if you approach them in, in that way and fashion, uh, more than likely they'll respond to you. All right, so you talked about, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, he just gave away the secret sauce. We don't need to do anything else. So the whole best set of manners, meaning the secret sauce? Yeah, pretty much. Manner, manners is, uh, is, is important. All right, let's talk about that whole manners part because I regularly get requests to connect on LinkedIn and, you know, I look at them, and most times I'm just going to say yes to somebody who wants to connect to me, unless they're very obviously some sort of spammer or a fake profile on, on LinkedIn. And there aren't as many fake profiles on LinkedIn as there are on Facebook, but they do exist. You know, if somebody doesn't have a photo or things like that, I'm not going to accept the uh, connection request. But I'll accept the request, and the next thing you know, I am getting this long what seems like already written previously and they're cutting and pasted message to me saying, here's what I do and you should use my services. What do you guys say to that? Lori? Yeah. So two things. Um, when in Rome, right? So I have two pairs of glasses on my head. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a, of a thing. When in Rome, meaning that to Joe's point of manners, different people have been raised with different manners. So um, keeping in mind that that sometimes um, different people live in different worlds. So, you, you know, you may be connecting with somebody who is in sales and it's their job to, uh, to do that. Or they're a small business owner and their livelihood depends on it. I take that into consideration. Um, and... And um, and sometimes, like, for example, right now, today's the book launch day. And so I've got 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. It takes a very long time for me to, to do an individual uh, message to everybody. And so, um, you know, I think sometimes a, um, a standard message is okay if it's well written and it doesn't look too salesy. And I think that LinkedIn has really tried to protect 
the environment from looking like a used car sales lot. And, and I tell a lot of people, the first book that my former partner, Mike O'Neill, and I put out, uh, Rock the World with Your Online Presence, Your Ticket to a Multi-Platinum LinkedIn Profile. The name was in the subtitle because in the early days, LinkedIn wouldn't let their name be in a book title. And so that's how we got away with it being in the title was because it wasn't in the title. It was in the subtitle. And so we sort of um, skirt the, the issue that way. Um, and we got permission from them to do a radio show with the name in it, to do Rock LinkedIn. And, and the book is actually how Joe and I met. But to get back to the, to the question, you know, the, the, the message can be okay, but it, uh, sometimes they ruffle your feathers. So if you're, if you're getting your feathers ruffled, um, every now and then it's okay to push back and say, hey, I appreciate your message, but it sounds a little contrived and see what people say. It might give them a heads up that they're turning people off. And, and if you would do that in a, in a networking, um, event where, you know, maybe you're at a local chamber event and you are going to see this person again because you're in the local business environment, you might give them that heads up. Um, you know, because you're, you're in the same community. Right? Right. And if you wouldn't ever see them again, because maybe you're at a conference and it's a national conference and they're just one of the other people there and you just kind of avoid them because, okay, I'm not going to go to that booth again, um, then, you know, don't reach out to them. So use, use your sense of, of judgment on that one. Um, if you don't want to start a conversation with them because it's going to look like, you know, um, so, so that's kind of a, a rule of thumb that I use. Am I going to, am I going to want to engage with this person again because they feel like a neighbor? Um, but then, you know, each one of those that you get also is something that is building in your own mind how you respond to other people. Right, those are the things that help you consider, well, I don't want my message to sound like that when I respond to people. Or if you go out and do a, a, a network building campaign where you're going to send out a couple of messages a day and maybe go back and respond and thank people for connecting with you, you might have a standard message because you might want to do a five-minute routine because that's all the time you have. But... Now you know you're going to have a standard message, but you're going to customize it for each person. That's what Joe and I recommend. Okay, and I, I do want to go into what exactly the five-minute drill is, but I want to just expand on this thought that we're working on here. So, Joe, taking what Lori was saying about how, you know, some people are in sales or, you know, the way they were raised or looking at it as a Chamber of Commerce event where people walk up and just go, here's what I do, you should buy my services, you should hire me, you should buy my product, whatever it is. How do you respond when it's very obvious, I've had this a number of times, that the reach out, they never, you know, they just picked out one thing, say, in your title or your, your description. Like I get radio, you know, I have radio host, I have strategist, I have author and all this. 
And I get all this stuff that's not even remotely related to what I am because it seems like they never even bothered to read my profile. They just picked up on one thing on it, but they obviously don't know who I am or who my business is. For, for example, let's go back to what you originally said. You get invitations from people that you don't know, right? So, like, if I got an invitation from somebody I don't know, at, at the point that I see the invitation, I don't know whether the invitation was mechanical. For example, you know, LinkedIn offers, hey, you're new to LinkedIn. Hey, do you want to, like, open your address book and see all the other people that you know that are on LinkedIn? And then there's some options where you can just, like, hit a button and they all get uh, all these people that are in your address book get a get an invitation. And so, like, when I get an invitation from somebody I haven't met, I usually go back with a response that says, hey, I'm glad you sent me the invitation, uh, uh, but we really haven't met. How did you find me? What motivated you to reach out? Here's my phone number. I'd like to speak to you very briefly, or you can respond to this LinkedIn message, you know, kind of crafted that way. And I'll send that back. And right now, when I send that back about, I don't ever hear from 80% of them. And then there's a 20% to come right back with a note saying, hey, Joe, you know, I found you because I talked to Billy Ray and he thought you might be a, a good contact or I see that, you know, you're in this uh, line of business and, you know, wanted to connect with you. Hey, I see you're a recruiter. You know, you do senior level recruiting. And so I always connect with those people because, one, they're real. They're not mechanical. Okay. Secondly, uh, uh, I know they know how to write because they responded, or they know how to pick up the phone and, and, and call. But the other 80% that, I mean, I do not want to connect with anybody that is not going to communicate. True. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, and, and that's that's a great, um, a great um, correlate, a, a great um, contrast to to Joe and I because of what Joe does and what I do or what I've done in the past as a speaker and author and um, you know I was out training and consulting and I needed a big network and I needed to connect to people and, and there were a lot of people when I spoke on the stage immediately while I'm on stage or immediately afterwards they would send a, an invitation to connect with me so they met me even though I hadn't met them so I was much freer in accepting connections um, than than the path that Joe takes. And I love the path that he takes because it is more personal and he is building. He's got a large network, but it's a large network of people that he's spoken with, whereas mine, you know, I'm maxed out at 30,000 connections. Um, and, and actually I've, um, I've deleted a lot of them. Um, I've deleted over 10,000 connections to add new ones. Um, you know, originally, um, actually, Mike and I worked with LinkedIn uh, testing how to delete multiples. So they said, okay, do you want to delete countries or do you want to delete, like, a trade or do you want to delete, and, you know, how do you want to do this grouping? And so we, we looked at different ways that you could sort connections, and I think Mike decided to delete some countries like Pakistan or something like that. And and I deleted, um, I don't even remember, but it was something different. 
And, um, you know, we got rid of a lot of fake profiles in the, in the, in that, um, and a lot of people that we never would have spoken with or gotten business from in that. And then I replaced them with qual- more quality connections. And I was much more, um, uh, um, I was much more conscientious about how I connected and who I connected with. Um, so back at 30,000 again, now I'm the third most connected woman on LinkedIn. So I, when I first met you, I was the ninth most connected woman and, and got back up to the third. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's something, too, that, as you can see from the conversation we're having now, is a personal decision for everybody, which is a beautiful thing about LinkedIn. You can make it work for you. In, in in how you need it to work for you. It, it depends on what your goals are. And and even now um, that I'm just writing and speaking and advising, I'm no longer training um, except in very, very rare circumstances. Um, I'm advising at the executive level and um, at the state level, um, corporate level. Um, I'm still maintaining my relationship with my network because they are the people who I've grown to love and um, my why is because I love and they got me here. They got me to this point in my career and when I left my career for a little while, they maintained, they stayed and maintained that relationship with me. So um, even though I was you know, the top, in the top 10 women on the Forbes um, brand influencers and online influencers list, I'm still in the top 100, even though I've been on hiatus for a little over two years, almost three years, um, which is, just blows my mind. Because you had built up your brand so large on LinkedIn and in other places, it enabled you to step back in because of your brand building. Because of the relationship building. Right. I mean, it it went beyond the brand because everywhere I went, I said, you know, I want to come, come to, you know, I went to a conference and I'd I'd have a event at the lobby bar and say, come meet me. I really want to, I really want to meet you. I care about you. And um, even people who weren't coming to the conference, I'd tell them I was in town and we'd have an impromptu get together you know, everybody come and have a happy hour or um, we would meet. Sometimes we did a training. One time we did the training in Indianapolis and people were like, wow, I wish I wish we could come to that, but it was a private event. And so Mike and I did a, uh, we went on, on uh, Eventbrite and we put up a training and we had 23 people show up. Um, to a, we did a public training in Indianapolis um, just Sort of a uh, ten days before we went to the, before we went out there, okay. and um, so yeah, it was it was relationship building. Right. And LinkedIn really is about building relationships, and you guys are masters at it. And we're getting really close to the national news coming in. So uh, to all my listeners out there. If you just joined us, we're about to go into national news, but I'm here with Lori Ross and Joe Frankie III. They're the authors of LinkedIn, the five-minute drill for executive networking success. It launches today 
everywhere books are sold. You can get it on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And, you know, Joe, Lori, one of the things that I've learned about LinkedIn and about social media as a whole is that it enables us to connect with people and then eventually you may meet them in person. I know I've done keynote speeches and somebody over on book with me and says, it's so nice to finally meet you. And I'm like, well, who are you? And they're like, we've been following you on social media for five years kind of thing. So we'll be right back with um, Lori Ruff and Joe Frankie III talking about LinkedIn and networking success. Welcome back, everyone. If you are just joining us, welcome. If you missed the first half of the show live on iHeartRadio, um, you can catch it on podcast anywhere you have your favorite podcast app, anywhere podcasts are heard. The show, It's All About the Questions, is on there. And we are, you know, I'm so excited and so grateful to all of my listeners around the world because we've been in the top 10 around the world in the category of entrepreneurship in countries I never would have expected, Norway, Vietnam, uh, Pakistan, Thailand, uh, just amazing, amazing places lately that we've been, the show has been trending. And it just says to me that questions are so important and knowing who to ask those questions of is even more important. And I have two of the most amazing people on my show today, if you missed the first half of the show, Lori Ruff and Joe Frankie III. They are the authors of a book launching today, Anywhere Books Are Sold, LinkedIn, The Five-Minute Drill for Executive Networking Success. I'm always honored when authors want to be on my show on their launch day that says a lot uh, about what people think about this show and about me, and I, I take that honor to heart. And um, Lori, it's, it's so good to reconnect with you and, and, Joe, it's so great to meet you as well today. And I want to dive in, okay, because we have so much more to cover. Thank you. Yeah, we do. I mean, your, your book is not a thick book, but it is so dense. There is so much information in here about LinkedIn and networking success. And, Lori, you were talking before the national news break and, and Joe about the way you both approach LinkedIn and networking and connecting to grow your business, your brand, and your relationships. In the book, Joe, there is something that I'm going to guess is mostly you because of the, the chapter heading, having been former military 30-plus years in um, the Army West Point. It's called The Sword, The Saber, and The Scalpel, and it blew me away in how simple you made it seem on using LinkedIn, using that. Please expand on that for me because I think it's so critical for my listeners. Sure. Um, when you first get on LinkedIn uh, or anything that you begin, right, uh, you don't know everything there is to know about it. I mean, you're going to learn thing, anything that you do new along the way. So it's kind of like wielding a sword. A sword is a basically a large two-handed weapon. You know, you can't deftly move the sword because it's heavy. And uh, and so as you learn more about LinkedIn and, and how to use it and experiment with it, then you get a little bit more deft with it. That's kind of like using a saber. A saber is one-handed instrument, and it is more 
deft, deftly used than a than than a sword, and you can uh, wield it easily. And then as you become uh, more and more of an expert on what you want to do, because we always tell you to start out with the end in mind. What is it you want to accomplish? Well, hey, I'm trying to land a, a new job. Well, first of all, you kind of get out there with a sword and you kind of populate a profile. Then with a saber, then you start adding kind of meat and good content to that profile. Then kind of with the scalpel, you're deciding to use LinkedIn to get exactly what you want, just like a surgeon would use a scalpel to remove a very small uh, uh, thing. And um, an example of that, yeah, of the scalpel, would be I, I have some people, uh, clients here in Houston, they know exactly what 10 jobs that they want in Houston in the next year and a half that they want to compete for. And I said, hey, you need to be out there networking with all the decision makers that are going to affect those 10 jobs. We've got a year and a half plan here. Let's execute it. Why don't you meet those people that are going to be making that decision? You know, have coffee with them, that kind of stuff. Because if you're a known entity in a future decision, you know, your odds are much better. So that's kind of uh, the example of going all the way from just filling out some experience uh, job descriptions all the way to having a fully populated profile that somebody can see what you bring to the table. Okay, and, and inside your book, you really go into quite a bit of detail of how you start out as the sword, where you're beginning to create your profile, and then how you can refine it so that it's more right. like a saber, and then really sort of niche it so it's a scalpel. Is there any one thing that's more critical than another in that process? Either one of you, Joe or Lori? Go ahead, Lori, because we probably have different ideas, so I'll let Lori take the first shot. Oh, I think so. Um, you know, like Joe said, if you've got a, a keen idea of exactly where you want to be, you know, if there are 10 jobs that you're competing for, well, then you know exactly what they're looking for in those 10 jobs. And you know that if you want to be found for those 10 jobs and you're looking at those job descriptions, at the job postings, and those descriptions, those skill sets, those keywords that are in the job postings are not on your profile, you'll never be found, ever. And, and even if you are found, even if you apply for the job and they look at your profile, they're going to say, so what? Well, I, okay, maybe they recognize your title as somebody who can, um, who can fill this job um, posting, but they're still going to likely bypass you because there's nothing there that's familiar to them. There has to, people have to, we meet first. When we meet somebody, we look for the familiar. That's why, um, you know, when, <laughs> there, well, there's a whole other, let's not dive there, but, you know, we look for the familiar, <laughs> we, right. and then we look for the differences. And the differences can, that's where we find the joy and the diversity and the beauty in things. But if, if I'm looking for someone to fill a job, I need to know that they can solve the problems 
that I'm having and that they can meet the demand that I'm that I have a need for that, that the reason that I'm posting this job and that's a beautiful handoff to Joe okay and before you hand off to Joe I want to expand the conversation because I have a lot of entrepreneurs that are on the show and they want to use LinkedIn or maybe need to consider using LinkedIn to find clients, not necessarily exactly. looking for a job position, but LinkedIn is a source of clients. If I'm a client, if I'm a client and I'm looking for somebody to help me, and your profile does not say that you have what I need, I'm not even going to look at you. If, if your profile doesn't tell me that you're an author and I need you to write my book or I need you to guide me through the writing process, or if your profile doesn't tell me that you can help me ask the right questions when I'm negotiating or when I'm going in to, um, to do sales calls for, with new clients or that I'm going in to um, break free of uh, – I, I know a lot of – here's a good one for you, Laura. I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are early in their stage of being business owners who don't know how to ask good questions to make their business flourish. How do they ask good questions of vendors um, to find good clients themselves or to um, to even look at what they need? Do I need to join the chamber? Well, how do you ask the, yourself the questions to decide, should I join the chamber or should I join the Rotary or should I join the, you know, what member organization should I join? Asking yourself questions. So if if those things aren't in my profile, nobody's going to find me. Okay. I need to hire you guys to rewrite my profile <laughs> to help me dive it out. But you're so right. It, we often, we think it's there because we know we do it. But have we put it in words in a way that somebody looking for us will find us? Joe? Why don't you jump in? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back to an example that you talked about earlier where, you know, hey, you said I got this person that, in, you know, sent me an invitation. I connected with them, and the next thing you know, you got hammered, you know, with, hey, buy my stuff. Okay, that's an example of somebody trying to uh, – that needs to learn how to use a scalpel, Right. And they just took the sword, you know, and now they're operating on somebody with a sword. The outcome is not very good, just like what you said. You know, you, you, you're not going to connect with a person that, uh, you know, or you're sorry you connected with this person that just absolutely hammered you. And that's because they haven't learned to progress through the power of the tool and, and use it uh, uh, effectively. I hope... That helped frame that for you. It, it does. And, and to all my listeners out there, we can only cover so much in here, but inside, and right. I, I can't say enough about this. I love this book, The LinkedIn, The Five-Minute Drill for Executive Networking Success. You, you actually, in several chapters, take people through how to write their profile, what they need to put in their profile, what groups they may want to consider joining, and, and all of those pieces. Mm -hmm. There's so much more in here that we never cover. So I do want to make sure, and you guys said that you would be happy to share this, that we share the five-minute drill 
what people can do with LinkedIn to begin moving from the sword, the saber, to the scalpel method that you talked about in just five minutes a day. So who That's wants the most, to start the most, that? The most important thing, I think, in just about anything you do is start out with the end in mind. Because if you don't have the end in mind, then any path you take can get you just about anywhere other than, you know, where you want to be. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me just say first that all in all um, fairness and in full disclosure to your listeners that this is an 85 page book, but I will also say it took us five years to write and I will remind everybody of the quote that Mark Twain gave when he wrote somebody a very long letter and ended it with, I would have made it shorter, but I didn't have the time. <laughs> um, you know, we started out with a 250-page book, or 220-something or 230 pages, and, and you know, they wanted it shorter. Um, the intention, this is the five-minute drill for executive networking success, and our intention was to cram it with as much as possible so that any executive, no matter their level, whether they were basic or advanced, would find some value in it, even if it's a subtle shift. A subtle shift in your thinking can cause a huge result in your ending. For example, if you board the plane in Houston and you're going to London and you're off by a degree, you're going to end up somewhere different. Um, I forgot where it was, but like Germany, I don't know. It, but it makes a big difference in your trajectory. So, you know, I've had, I've had people who, were, who read the, um, the preview of the book and came back with, you know, I, I know LinkedIn and I'm very competent with it, but there were a couple things in this book that really gave me value. And then we had other people who said, wow, I learned a lot. Um, and then full disclosure on the five-minute drill, we opened the book with the five-minute drill. So if that's all you need, go to the bookstore, open the book, read the five-minute drill, and then you're done. Um, and that might even be on the, on, on the preview page on Amazon. Who knows? But then we have all the meat in the middle, and then we end it with the five-minute drill as well. So I'm going to let Joe go through the five-minute drill. Okay, great. Joe? Well, the, the, the five-minute drill is, you know, you can do it in five minutes, but like anything else, you've got to be focused. So really, if you're only going to give LinkedIn five minutes a day, when you open it up, you want to see if anybody has contacted you, and you want to read that and or choose to respond uh, to that. There's also some things that you're really interested about that might show up in the posts. And they'll show up in your notification section because they're people you might be following, so you'll take a look at those posts. You might want to like that post or comment on it. And, uh, uh, I mean, five minutes is a very short amount of time. So you have to be disciplined uh, about that. Okay, so... In other words, uh, just do it. Yeah, All right. and you could you could connect to a couple people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you can um what what we say and suggest is look, 
start with um, two minutes for this and set a timer. You know, spend two minutes doing this, spend two minutes doing this, spend one minute doing this. Um, and, and you might even start with your first week, spend five minutes doing this one thing so you get a feel for it. And then the next week, spend three minutes doing that or two minutes doing that and spend the majority of the time doing the next thing and then do that less. And then the next week, spend the majority of the time doing something else. And, and sometimes people decide, wow, this five minutes is really valuable. I'm going to do it twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Um, and salespeople, gosh, they'll, do it. they'll spend that five minutes three times a day because it results in real dollars. All right, so the five-minute drill, as it's defined in the book, is two minutes scrolling through your home page, looking at any updates and activities, liking and commenting mm -hmm. yep. on some of them. And this is not just a click the, the like button or, hey, great job. It's actually making some comment that shows you actually read what they posted, correct? Like you said about your profile. Did somebody just look at your headline or did they actually look at you? you know, and, and did somebody look at your post? Did they, if, if you posted an article, did they just look at the headline or did they actually go and at least scan your article and find some value in it and come back and provide some value to your network and theirs by saying, wow, great post, I really like the part about. You know, that's, that's really key because then people, the most important thing is to know that people heard you. I want to know that my network heard me. You want to know that when you say something, somebody heard you. People want to be heard. People want to know you're building relationships. You're using technology to engage human interaction. And you can't do that with a quick tap. Like, okay, let's go. Remember Duck, Duck, Goose in second grade or kindergarten? I do. People are out there playing Duck, Duck, Goose. And this is not Duck, Duck, Goose time. This is grow up, people. Be real. Okay, and is and that so why you feel that groups are so important? Because you say that part of the five-minute drill, the second step right. is spending two minutes visiting three to five groups each day and getting involved in some of the discussions. By the way, I love in the book that you list out some of the key groups that different industries might want to, to join, and there's so many groups right. out on, on LinkedIn. Is that why you feel that groups are so important, because you're connecting to like-minded people? Yes, exactly. Yes. And, and like Joe said uh, earlier, connecting with international people, you never know where those connections are going. And, and connecting with the familiar, you know, I, I like you, but I like you more because now we have a shared experience. I understand you more because you and I both wrote books. We both wrote very popular books. We both wrote books with Morgan James Publishing. We both work with David Hancock. How many more things alike do we have? The more things that we have in common, the more um, shared our experiences are, the more when we sit down to have coffee together, we're going to feel like we know each other. Okay. So the groups start bringing you from sword into saber a little bit more, it sounds like where you're refining yeah, right. it and finding your messaging more in a group and, and building it 
so then you can move to the scalpel. Would that be a good thought process? Am I correct in that or completely off right. base? The scalpel, no, the scalpel is you decide that, for example, the example I'm using is is someone decides exactly what they want to achieve. Okay. okay. And then they structure a path to get them there, and LinkedIn gives them the communications methodology. Okay. In order to uh, to do that, in other words, uh, Laura, you can choose to meet and have a relationship with somebody in Denver, and LinkedIn gives you the ability to do that. Okay, got it. Okay, so then the the last minute of the five minutes is connecting with two to five individuals every day, having looked through, maybe you found them in a group, and you've connected with them, and you have a like-minded, and maybe it gets you towards your goal, because now you, you know these people and connecting with them. So don't just... Yeah, the other, go ahead. Yeah, the, the other day I connected with somebody... Um, around a post. Uh, a gentleman uh, wrote a post and um, it was a very interesting kind of off the wall post and I liked the I liked the comment that this guy made and so I looked at his profile and I thought, oh oh this okay. No, I yep, okay. And I sent I sent him a, an invitation to connect and my comment in the in the um, in the note was I'm connecting because of your comment on this guy on such and such post. And so he accepted my invitation and he wrote back, which one? And so I went back and looked at his activity feed and he had commented on like three or four of, of his, he comments on, regularly on his post. So I had to go back and look and, and I, I found it and we've been going back and forth uh, pretty much every day around, um, around the other gentleman's post. Um, so we've got this whole line of conversation going, um, building a relationship, and there's there's the um, uh, there's the 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 key that's building, right? And and um, and it was it was all around um, the quirk of the personality. Okay, and I'm just looking at the time, and I could talk to you guys for hours and hours about LinkedIn and about networking because you guys really are you know, exceptional at all this, but I want to make sure you can share how people can reach out to both of you and how they can get a copy of your book, LinkedIn, A Five-Minute Drill for Executive Networking Success, which is way more than we've even covered, but it's such a useful book. So, uh, Joe, Thank how do you. people reach you? Or Lori, whoever wants to start. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. I'll start. Uh, LinkedIn, The Five-Minute Drill for Executive Networking Success is is now out there in all the major booksellers, and uh, Lori and I found out last night as we were preparing for this radio show that um, it, it 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 has come out in Kindle and uh, designed for its release, the Kindle release today as well. The book is in soft cover, and it was designed with the end in mind, and the end in mind was that an executive should be able to read this book on a one-hour plane flight. And the 5 by 8 inch format is designed so they can stick it in your purse or your briefcase and pull it out on the plane when you've got not much else to do and get it all done before you land. And you can even get it in Kindle and just have it right with you on your phone 
or device anywhere you go. Right. So, Joe, how do people find you? They find me, uh, Joe Frankie the Third, on on LinkedIn. Okay, and Lori. Uh, they find me on LinkedIn as well, Lori uh, LinkedIn dot com forward slash in forward slash Lori Ruff. It's L O R I R U F F, and um, Joe Frankie is uh, F R A N K I E one 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 I I I. So we triple we had fun with his name, yeah, Triple I. Um, and then also, you know, the the book is available everywhere, like you said, and, and at Target and stuff. And Five Minute Drill uh, right now points to the the um, uh, Barnes and Noble page because uh, they they have had the best sale on today. Um, we'll have it pretty pretty quickly uh, in the next week or so. We'll have it pointed to um, a, a a site just for the book. Uh, but I wanted to make sure people could could uh, take advantage of the best price. Um, so, and it's already available on the second secondary market. I thought that was kind of fun. Okay, you got to watch out for those secondary markets on Amazon. <laughs> Everybody, grab a copy of your book, The Five Minute Drill. Uh, LinkedIn, The Five Minute Drill by Lori Ruff and Joe Frankie the Third. Thank you both for being here with me today. I'm so grateful. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Lori's daughter and 45th anniversary shout-out to Mr. B and his lovely wife. And remember, everybody, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone, and uh, go check out LinkedIn. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.